the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we are back. The time is 5.58, and we're just about in our first segment, but we're going to carry over. So let's go to the phone lines. one 367 If you want to chime in on the information that I've given you, if you want to expand on it, if you want to challenge it, great. Let's have a conversation while our freedom to talk about it is still at our beckoning call. Let me start with Dan in Sonoma. Dan, are you there? Dan in Sonoma going once. Dan in Sonoma going twice. Are, are you are you there? Let me do we have Dan on line number one? Okay. okay, so good. We'll work with line number two. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Good. What's your thoughts or comments today? Well, I wanted to say thank you for doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to talk to your screener again because I was in the middle of asking him a question and I think you didn't hear me. <laughs> okay, well, you can talk now because you can just go ahead on and raise your question. It's okay. Are we there? Silence doesn't work good for radio. I'm on the air. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh-huh. What's your thoughts? I, that, I mean, I just, you know, that's it. I mean, I really didn't. Oh, you were just saying that I, I'm doing a great job. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I actually appreciate that. That's, uh, I could stay on the line. Uh, if you wanted to talk, we can chat. Otherwise, I will move on to other callers. Well, but I did specifically ask him a question that I can't say on the air. Okay, and you are breaking up. You might you might be driving. I don't know what that is. You can try to he, you can try to um, sh- share with him that question. He may frame it for me. Uh, Nate, did we lose Dan on line number one, or did he take off and? Okay, so we're having some tr- having some problems on our phone lines. If you want to, uh, Nate, we can take another break and then we can come back. Um, the number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If you want to have a conversation with PJ on this topic or any other topic, uh, give me a call. We've got uh, probably four lines open now. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Uh, Michelle, thank you for uh, for the the nice comment. I would have been glad to be able to field your your question and and talk about it publicly. This is one of the privileges we have here in America. Um, but yeah, you guys, you know, one of the big questions I have been raised have been raised to me is, uh, you know, should you take the vaccine? And, uh, and 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 my my answer has been given to people depending on where they are uh, in their in their situation. And largely, I I am I'm waiting. I am definitely uh, not inclined to take the vaccine now, simply because I I don't believe that we actually have hit vaccine 
uh, status. I think we are in the middle of a massive experiment, which is problematic on a number of levels. And uh, we do not know the uh, actual impact of this vaccine. Sad to say, because again, uh, doctors who have been in this field for decades would tell you that that's the case. Whenever you are doing an experiment that has circumvented the traditional model of experimentation, where you have gone through two and three phases and have been able to get uh, clear uh, stats on the long-term impact, whether are not is truly safe, whether or not is truly effective, then you, you, you can't you can't categorically state that it is. Although because we live in the matrix, because we are in this postmodern era of uh, departing from reality, sure institutions can tell you it's safe before they even create the concoction. How can they tell you it's safe when all of the manufacturers that are producing the, the, the this mRNA uh, vaccine or at least this mRNA uh, uh, gene therapy uh, program uh, have not actually been able to completely uh, finish their uh, their testing to fully determine? I mean, the numbers are coming in. We know that. But they are they are definitely not uniform across the board. Uh, Moderna, Astrogena, as well as Pfeiffer, and then there are there's Johnson and Johnson, and there are a number of other uh, medical pharmaceutical companies that are getting in the game now. Why? Because as John MacArthur so clearly alluded in his astuteness, the money. And so yeah, this is. This is one of the biggest campaigns of human history. This worldwide vaccination is one of the biggest campaigns in human history. That everyone would be brought into uniformity to a particular regiment by which if they don't submit to that regiment, they will be summarily limited in the capacity of freedom to go about, make a living, engage with society because the powers that be deem them to be too unsafe to intermingle with people on the common level, notwithstanding the fact that these particular industries are completely, completely immune, no pun intended, from criminal suit if there is actually an injury that comes out of the vaccines. Can you imagine that? Please listen to me now. They have total immunity from any kind of lawsuits. They have absolute immunity. Their particular messenger RNA, uh, uh, if you will, uh, uh, a pro protein uh, experiment uh, is working for them on an economic level, working for them on a legal level, on a, on a litigation level. They have immunity, uh, but they can't guarantee us immunity. They cannot guarantee us that these vaccines or experiments actually can keep us from getting COVID because some people are starting to get COVID again even after the second shot, which also means they cannot guarantee us that we won't transmit this COVID uh, SARS virus to someone else. Now, isn't that an amazing set of paradoxical, irrational arguments? They get to be immune from any kind of litigation or lawsuit in the event that people die from their vaccines. 
which has already happened, you won't get that information. People who have been injured from these vaccines, which has already happened, you won't get that information unless you dig for it. But they can't be sued for it. Now, why would our government give total and complete immunity to these major big pharma institutions so that they are absolutely free from any kind of uh, retort on a legal level, and yet you and I, the American citizens, have to bear the brunt of it if we have some type of uh, major reaction to this priming of our uh, immune system, and it overtakes our body and takes us out, as it's doing with a number of older people. How is it that they get away with immunity, but you don't? See what I'm saying? This is exactly what I'm saying. There are so many questions like this that if we were to um, if we were to investigate them, ladies and gentlemen, you would see why PJ is saying the best thing you and I can do is wait for the real data to come in. Remember, he that is first in his own cause always seems just, but his neighbor comes later and exposes him. And, and unfortunately, that has been the way that it's been in our history since the fall of man. This is why God wrote this in the Decalogue. He said to the judges in Israel, there will be someone who will come to you and tell you this, that, and the other thing. Do not believe him, particularly if he's making accusations against somebody else. Wait until others come and either legitimately corroborate his argument or completely demolishes argument, at which time the person that's coming with the primary argument will have to pay the uh, injury costs towards other people for whom he was intending either harm or fraud to them by virtue of what he said. I love God's law, and I love the fact that it's inherent within our own jurisprudence as well, because that's the way we should be functioning. No one should be driven to do anything without clear data, without substantial evidence, without ex extensive debate, cross-examination, deconstruction of both positions, the clear facts laid out. This is the reason why vaccines have taken so long historically, because we have wanted to be maximally ethical. Now, if you go again and look up the Nuremberg trials, uh, and their correlation to, to the present-day vaccine uh, controversy, you will hear pro and con on both sides arguing for uh, the, the correlation between uh, those vaccines. I got you, bro. Phone lines are acting up. That's why I'm talking. So I'll keep talking for a few more minutes, and then we'll take a break and see if we can fix the phone lines a little bit later. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pray it through on the break, brother. Brother Nate. So again, ladies and gentlemen, what I am saying to you is you have the time. God has shut you down enough for you to actually do the research. Now, if you're slothful, you're going to be a slave. You're going to be under tribute. That's what the proverb says. He that is slothful will be under tribute, but the diligent shall bear rule. Now, if you want to bear rule, do the research. Be brave. Go do the arduous task of investigating, dig into, excavate the mountains of data and even the uh, firewalls that are put up by the media that will try to discourage you from listening to anything negative about what they're doing. Go get the information and judge for yourself. See, the choice that you and I have today, ladies and gentlemen, is a choice between being safe according to the government or being free according to God. 
That is the overarching battle that we are engaged in at present. Our world is under a reset and is changing at the top down. It has not made it all the way to the ground where the common people are. It has not swept across America in total because we have a number of states that have not complied with any of the mandates coming out of Washington, as is the nature of our Constitution. A federalist system allows each state to make the determination whether or not they're going to comply with Washington or not. And Texas is not, and Florida is not, and South Dakota is not, and many other states are doing it their way and demonstrating that there are alternative methods for addressing these issues for which California is in a devastatingly a horrid condition economically and socially. The, uh, the rates of depression uh, and addiction, alcoholism, domestic abuse is demonically evident predicated upon this policy and it's no wonder our governor is up for being removed from his office to the tune of 1.9 million people signing uh, paperwork uh, uh, wanting to have a recall absolutely you want to have a recall that's why they want to get rid of Cuomo and and California and uh, New York are a lot alike other than the fact that uh, that Gavin Newsom didn't make the absolute debacle that Cuomo did in running people up into the uh, convalescent homes so that they could be incubators for death for men and women who are so old that their immune systems could not tolerate this particular SARS virus. Only young people can handle it. And remarkable, I'm going to remind you again before I go to the break. The vast majority of us will overcome the uh, COVID symptoms. Dan, I mean, uh, Nate, what's going on? Did we clear up, Nate? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll stop my rant in a moment and we'll take a break. The overwhelming uh, majority of us are stated by CDC, FDA, and everybody else, Fauci, if you want to believe him, uh, to overcome uh, this uh, COVID uh, symptom and SARS uh, virus to the tune of 98.99%. I mean, I had it. It did nothing. Uh, a little discomfort in my taste buds for a few days and uh, cleared up nothing. It went through my house. Nothing, nothing. I've had horrible, far worse colds and sicknesses and flus. You cannot be afraid of this. This is what I love about leaders in the different states who have said, do not be afraid of this. The governor in Texas said, do not be afraid of this. You've got to work. You've got to pay your bills. You've got to live your life. You've got to breathe the air. You cannot be afraid of this. You can, and particularly those of you who call yourself people of faith. You cannot, you cannot cower to the false science that's being purported as being true. Now wear your mask if you're afraid. Wear two if you have to. Social distance if you want to. But uh, do not walk in fear. Don't be misinformed. Be informed. Be in and see, we, we, we've tested this at Grace. Over a year, what we did, we said, no, we're not going to just walk into the matrix and, and bow down and worship Fauci and worship the CDC and worship the government. Not going to do it. 
We're going we're gonna to use our own judgment, make our own assessments, looking at the policies that were brought out by the uh, CDC. We use measures, but we exercise measures in the context of two words, freedom and faith. And you know what it did for us? It gave us the confidence and boldness to do the research and find the difference between the myths and the facts. And that's what I'm sharing with you now. And, and I understand the, the hyper complexity of it. Again, I am working with, uh, with, with, with biologists at the molecular level who is absolutely jazzed about uh, messenger RNA uh, genetic uh, uh, experimentation. I get it. I understand a lot of the upsides to this particular technology, but not in the context in which it's happening now. And by the way, uh, my beloved friend, who is a molecular biologist, uh, just jazzed about this stuff. He's one of those believing geeks. Uh, also understands that there is a major, major uh, contradiction between the field of science in this area and the money that is being imposed and the politics that's being imposed by pharma and Washington to drive this into the lives of the American people at the level of almost coercion because it is creating conflict and division and strife among men and women and among family members as if we are watching 1984 all over again. And it's sad because people are being, um, they're being unreasonable about the facts. We ought to have a, a public debate as to what the facts really are and the science really is and how the, the various uh, methods that are being used in the different states that are working fine, as opposed to the notion that there's only one way to deal with this. Just bow down, stick your arm out, be poked with something that you have absolutely no idea what's in it. This is what is called informed consent. Informed consent is really the only way that you should be sticking your arm out, not just voluntary consent. You just do it voluntarily and you kill over and die. That's on you. Informed consent is on them. That is, they have to tell you that it won't harm you. Or they have to tell you if it do harm you, you have right to litigation. And you don't get that with them. They just get to walk up, poke you. And if you kill over now or 10 years from now, as a consequence of the, uh, the priming of your immune system, uh, and, 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 and overreaction to some other virus that hits your body and you die, no recourse for you or your family. Look, I'm ready to talk. Maybe our lines will be cleared up after this break. one 367 1-888-367-5329. If they don't clear up, I'm going to talk to you for the next 45 minutes about walking by faith with your eyes wide open, hearing everything, believing only that which is factually and substantially vetted and true. This is Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. I'd love to have you guys call and chat with me, but uh, we are having difficulties uh, with our phone lines, uh, very much so difficulties with our phone line. But I tell you what you can do, and I can respond to you that way if you want to. If you want to email me, if you are uh, comfortably at your computers or at your phone, you can email me your questions on our topic at gbchayward at gmail.com. Uh, gbchayward at gmail.com. You can do that, and I'd be, I'd be glad to uh, uh, vet your questions over the air. We've got another <clears throat> 30 minutes or so for us to continue talking. Uh, gbchayward, all lowercase, gbchayward at gmail.com. 
and just basically tersely lay out uh, a question or a concern or an observation, and we can keep our dialogue uh, going until perhaps we get our phone lines <clears throat> back back up. Again, gbchayward at gmail.com uh, is where you can reach me if you want to have a conversation with yours truly on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Now, what I stated over the course of this last hour uh, and a half almost now, is that with regards to the numbers, the numbers are very shaky, and we have every reason to disregard the factualness of 525,000 COVID deaths because doctors in the hospital know. They know. Nurses know. The, uh, the people that run the hospitals know that they are using politics and prevaricated forms of language to benefit from people who are uh, uh, assigned a COVID uh, uh, assessment because it makes money. It makes them automatic money. They get paid for having as many COVID-related uh, deaths as possible, and in fact, COVID-related sicknesses. This is not hidden. This we knew early on within the... Uh, alleged pandemic, <clears throat> that this was the case. And <clears throat> I keep stating to you that we have a history in America where our government does not tell us the truth. And I definitely don't know why African-Americans would not understand this with as many as experiments that were uh, taking place against African-Americans covertly by our government, only to be exposed by legitimate valiant whistleblowers later to discover that we were disregarded. But this is the case for women. This is the case for people who are mentally ill. This was the case for the whole demonic, damnable eugenics agenda that has been taking place with, uh, with uh, the abortion mills and uh, Planned Parenthood, which is an oxymoronic statement uh, for the last uh, 60, 70 years. We know that we're dealing with powers and uh, structures and systems that have so much influence on our government. We know that we're dealing with uh, leaders in Washington who are compromised and controlled from the executive branch all the way through the judicial branch and certainly the legislative branch. That was exposed with the lid being off for a season last year. We know that we're dealing with uh, uh, information, uh, distraction, distortion uh, at the highest level with uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google. We know that we are actually becoming and made to be consumers by Google, Facebook and Twitter by them confiscating all of our data, all of our information and using it to make trillions of dollars. This we know. We know that we're under surveillance. We know that these things are wrong. But we're being conditioned, as I stated, in a matrix that is basically telling people either you want to be safe, and if you want to be safe, be quiet and listen to us. If you want to, yes, sir. All right. All right. Let me see here, you guys. I got interrupted from my from my discourse by the engineer, but we'll see if we can talk with Dan and Sonoma. Dan, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? I can. It's a little bit muffled like it was for my sister Michelle, but okay, let's see I what we can do before we can. You're usually a really good perspective on the news. While we still connected, I wanted to get your ear because there's three things. One is 
this COVID, I know that one of the assumptions I make that people have is that uh, they um, wouldn't want to come to church sick or catch a sickness at church, but those are the people with comorbidity that are going to be staying home. So I'm going to say that first. Secondly, it's the idea that uh, I was listening to Evan McMullen on his presentation on the BBC over the weekend, and that did not sound to me like he knew what he was talking about. And thirdly, my friend called me and said, why did the Pope say that there's going to be a flood because of environmental change? He hasn't read his Bible, and it seemed to me that the Bible said that there would be fire next time, not a big flood that's going to destroy the earth. So those are my three topics. Uh, Interesting. I'll talk a little bit about the Pope first while I'm fresh on the first one. Uh, Pope Francis does not believe the Bible. I mean, at all, flat out, just forget it, just... If you do any research on Pope Francis, the vast majority of conservative uh, priests, bishops, archbishops, find him to be appallingly unbiblical, appallingly unbiblical. So anything coming out of his mouth is going to be patently uh, leftist as well as globalist. He is part of the global uh, cabal. And if people don't want to believe it, I I don't care. Uh, If you do the research, his language is the language of the cabal. As Revelation 13 put it, he has horns like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. And uh, you can see all of the mayhem going on in uh, the Vatican uh, with his policies and with his philosophy and with his governance. It's, it's, it's a debacle. So I don't, I don't pay much attention to, um, to, 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 to Mr. Francis. Uh, and, and there are lots of people in the uh, in the region of, of Catholicism who pays them no attention either. I'll tell you, the good old boys in Italy, those Italians are, they're smart people. I love them. I love their passion. Uh, uh, you know, Archbishop Vigano, uh, as well as others, Vigano, as well as others, are getting at it and warning the people about his, uh, Pope Francis's utter complicity with the global agenda, and so I don't pay him any attention. As to um, people's uh, being afraid to come to church, that really is on them, uh, but they will have to answer for the hypocrisy of uh, not being afraid to go to work and not being afraid to go to the mall and not being afraid to go to other places where folks gather for an hour or two. They will have to answer to God for that. I won't. And, and not the hundreds and hundreds of people that come to Grace now. Uh, sure, uh, if people have comorbidities and they choose to want to stay home, that's on you. But uh, our folks at Grace get a healthy admonition about not being self-deceived around uh, finding an excuse not to actually obey the Word of God. And I thank John MacArthur for being a model of that. But you can't, listen, this COVID thing has exposed people at the level of their faith. There's no doubt about it. All of us have been challenged there. All of us have been challenged there. And what we have been able to demonstrate at Grace is that we have been able to have healthy services all this time. And people wear masks and people don't. I don't. I wear it when I go to the store and do things of that nature. But when I'm out in the air, because I believe I have enough knowledge of the science when it comes to the loading of the virus, that uh, uh, up to this point, I've been fairly blessed by God to uh, to to be able to navigate 
uh, under the uh, liability that comes. The other thing is that this is a trust factor. This is a real trust factor. I'll go to the break here in a moment. Uh, we have accepted as a family at Grace. We've accepted as a family to be in each other's uh, community, to be in each other's space, to associate, to fellowship, not to allow this governing system to destroy the beauty and splendor of the unity of the body of Christ. And what's been remarkably a blessing for us at Grace, as it has been, as you you heard last week uh, about uh, what's going on out there uh, with McClure at uh, Calvary Chapel in San Jose, is so many people are coming from so many different churches because they're shutting down and cowering and will not will not really think through the benefits versus the liability. And we are humbly thankful that they are coming to grace to hear the gospel and to be refreshed by fellowship. And again, there, there's a way to do social distancing without acting like if you don't walk uh, in on the same block with your fellow believer, uh, you know, I mean, without acting like the, you cannot walk on the same block with your fellow believer. And that's a sad, sad disposition. And I'm just speaking from my heart. It's a sad thing to see churches not really thinking through ways to do it. If you have a facility of 10,000 square feet, as do we, and other churches have bigger, why aren't you just spacing people out and letting them sit in, in pods and enjoy fellowship, at least visually? It's ridiculous. Anyhow, I've got to take a break. When I come back, we'll see if we got the phone lines working on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Oh, how pleasant and sweet it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's go to line number two and talk with Monica and Vallejo. Monica, are you there? And I am so excited about everything you've been saying today. You have been saying what I have known in my heart. Um, I am. I read 1984 some 60 years ago, so you have an approximate idea of my age. And it was required reading. Wasn't and it? It sure was, wasn't it? It sure was. And uh, when I talked to 40-year-olds, who've gone through the public school system, they don't know anything about it. Right? Not at all, because, not at all, Monica, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to start the conversation about how committed our country was at one point of warning us about philosophies <clears throat> that would be destructive to our way of life, which is Marxism and socialism. You know this. You know that a Marxist socialist system is a tyrannical fascist system that is designed to take control over people, destroy their individuality, their autonomy, and, uh, and bring them into an identity group, which is what's happening in our world right now. You know this, I know this, and a lot of people know this, but a lot of people don't know it. I encourage everyone, young person, so they, everyone's younger than me, every young person who is on this call, uh, get the book or download it, or get to your library, and you will see how we got to where we are. The other thing is I'm retired from health care, and all of a sudden nobody is dying from anything else in else this but country COVID. but COVID. Isn't that also, amazing? I agree with you on the money. Every uh, I'm not going to say that, but 
what you said about the money involved is so right on. Thank you, thank you for for telling the truth. Not everyone uh, is willing to do that or will open their eyes. And as far as the faith community is concerned, they need to uh, they need to do their research and not just panic and put their arms out there. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless you. I agree with uh, Monica completely. I, I can say this before I go to line number one. <clears throat> we, 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 this has been a, a successful experiment on the part of um, media, big business. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. He was the cousin of uh, Sigmund Freud, uh, and he was the father of uh of uh of um i want to say uh, he was the father of advertisement <clears throat> and he knew how to get inside people's heads he knew how to actually manipulate people by their emotions and control them and then our government yep cia fbi and the military took it to the next level of psyop uh, and all this you can find out by the Freedom of Information Act if you really want to know what your government has been doing for decades upon decades uh, and have been able to now work with big pharma, big business, big tech, and have been able to manipulate uh, the American people. This is exactly why I said you need to listen to what <clears throat> Shoshana uh, let me find her 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 uh, name again because she's so uh, absolutely clear on what has been going on. Her name is let's get here. Her name is Shoshana Zuboff on surveillance capitalism. Surveillance capitalism: how that all of our information, all of our data, <clears throat> is given uh, to to the clouds and is used to um to track us to build a composite of who we are. And this is why you're so comfortable, even on your computer, with pop-ups that are uh, giving you opportunities to purchase this or purchase that or do this or do that. I I was doing something here recently, and uh, you know what happened? I looked up in my email box, and then the Google said, uh, it was nice meeting you, Jesse. Uh, if I can do anything else for you, please let me know. Well, this is called artificial intelligence humanizing itself in order to create a level of comfort to let you know it's going to be in control as uh, Big Brother has already laid out. But it's not going to do it in the kind of aloof, austere, uh, uh, if you will, hyper-masculine, almost autonomous voice that you uh, see in the movie Big Brother. It does it in a much more tranquil, much more humanistic, much more uh, uh, disalarming voice, if you will, make you feel good about the fact that people are watching you and, and vetting you and, uh, and building a composite around you. You're safe. You're safe. And uh, that's what communism and socialism is about. It's about you submitting to the government for the purpose of being safe at the expense of being free. That's the real problem here. Uh, we're all going to be afraid to be free uh, and give up our freedom in order to be safe. And the sad thing about safe is we're, we're nowhere near safe. We're way further away from safe than we ever have been 
under the present circumstances, but that's the way the matrix works. It's sad. Let me go to line number one before I take a break and talk with Keisha, uh, Keisha in Oakland. Keisha, are you there? Hi, this is Keisha, yes. Keisha, I'm sorry. How are you? I'm, I'm actually breaking down your name phonetically, and I shouldn't do that. It's Keisha. What's going on? <laughs> I just want to say thank you, a huge thank you. I just, well, I guess, uh, echo what Monica said from Vallejo. This is yeah. a huge thing. When I, when I turned it on, I was listening to you. I was like, oh, my goodness, you're saying everything that needs to be said. My, yeah. my thing is, um, I mean, you know, just in our faith community, I sit in amazement of how many people are just running to be vaccinated and are proud of it, and they're not aware. I'm like, you guys, what about the Word of God? What about your faith? What about Psalm 91? God specifically states that he'll protect us from this. You guys have to be wiser than this. We just can't be put to sleep. So I thank you for using your platform to get it out there and make and try and wake people up and say, you guys, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. This is not it. My you know what? People are waking up. Mm-hmm. People are waking up, though, uh, Keisha. People are waking up. Now, you and I are going to always see the broad road. I talked about this Sunday. It's called the ministry. You're going to see many people going and doing it because they have no other point of reference. They don't have the ability to be objective and be critical. And so they're going to do it because that's the effect of many decades of the media, entertainment, policy, news uh, conglomerate being able to uh, positively affect people. They really think they are safe, and they they don't know how to determine that. They're simply trusting that what's going into their body won't ultimately bring them into a long-term autoimmunity deficiency uh, uh, out- outcome. They're hoping that. And, and quite frankly, here's my prayer, is that these vaccines are under effective. That is to say mm-hmm. that they won't hurt anybody because they're nothing mm-hmm. more than a bunch of water going into the system that will dissipate over uh, some time. I don't want to see people... Uh, suffering major long-term mm-hmm. consequences three years from now or five years from now, because it won't do me or you or any of us any good saying to them, we told you so. Not at all. And that's my prayer. It's like, okay, Lord, just protect them. At this point, if they're going to be, and even when you, like, I've talked to a bunch of people and they're, you know, they go with the, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist or things like that. And when you start breaking down, everybody's talking about the science, the science. Well, let's break down. Let's swing the pendulum the, pen- the other way. And let's break down the other science, the reality Amen. of what's really going on. And the hard part is they don't want to hear. So I'm they like, I, all I can do is really pray for you guys because you guys are just following the masses. And if we've never, we are not called to be doing that. We are supposed to be set aside, set apart, and doing other. And they're not. They're like, yeah, okay, but but the scientists say. So I yeah. overall, I started type, you know, your email. And I just want to say thank you very much for being bold enough to say it because there's so many people, you know, pastors and all, they're like, okay, everybody line, get your vaccine. No, we need somebody to stand up and say, this is not what, we, what we're supposed to be doing, at least not now. Exactly. So, it's at least not now. Right. <laughs> Bless you. I got to take a hard break. And when I come back, thank we'll uh, take the rest of our phone calls on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We got two lines open, one 888 I will go to the back of the bus. You can go to the front. You can take the take it and uh, convince me that you're doing it by faith because whatsoever is not a faith is sin. But remember, biblical faith is always predicated upon knowledge. I'll be right back. We only have a few minutes before we close. I, I need someone to um, actually track this advertisement that you guys have been hearing on the uh, on the KFAX about uh, the March 13th um, uh, Zoom meeting that they're going to be having with Bishop Macklin 
and uh, Bob Jackson, Bishop Jackson, and uh, Horatio Jones, and Tommy Smith, um, and uh, some female pastor that they're going to be doing a forum around uh, the uh, question of should we take the vaccines, addressing the uh, impact of COVID around African Americans. I'd love to be able to hear it. I know I'm not going to be available. If somebody could chime in or or get the audio on that uh, and send it to me, gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what these guys and gals have to say about uh, this whole subject matter. I'd like to see how informed they are and what kind of advice they're going to be giving to people who are going to bring bring questions. I actually am I'm glad that they're going to have the conversation. At least they're going to talk about it. Hopefully there will be a broad enough uh, category of uh, back and forth and uh, multiple opinions that is not just simply herding the sheep down a path that is basically a path of consent without being informed, I mean, truly informed, because that, again, is what I was saying. The Nuremberg trials are all about telling people that they had to do certain things without informing them of the consequences, because you are being told, whether you know it or not, that you take these vaccines, as they're calling it, and you have no recourse if you get ill. Now, they have absolute total immunity in big pharma. They are completely protected from any kind of lawsuits or legal uh, mitigation, legal consequences. But you are not. And why would that be the case? In the past, with vaccines, there is a recourse. Billions of dollars have been paid out to people who have made legitimate argumentative and successful claims against pharmaceuticals and medical industries that have uh, implemented vaccines that have been proven in the courts to have had a correlation with uh, some kind of uh, 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 symptom or sickness or illness or death imposed upon people that took them. That is the proper way to deal with it. But I just think that uh, this kind of setup is extremely uh, problematic. It's extremely problematic. If the vaccine is so safe, as you say, then why isn't there a potential liability for what we understand as variations? There are going to be some people who get sick. There are going to be some people who die, and they have already died and have already gotten sick. You already know that. Why isn't there some recourse there to be able to take care of those people since you're so confident that this vaccine is safe and effective. See, so, you know, you talk about science. Let's follow the logic. That's, that's my concern. There are a lot of inconsistencies on a logical level here that's far more disconcerting to me than the vaccine. I am not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-irrational. I'm totally anti-coercion. I'm an American. I'm a constitutionally established American with the right of freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms, freedom of assembly, and freedom under a a litany of uh, amendments in the Constitution by which I have a right of, of autonomy. And when you tell me that I have to do something and you aren't able to actually give me substantial evidence as to why I have to do it, and then you're going to criminalize me if I don't then I feel like we are moving towards a socialist country where people are just told what to do and to be quiet about it. And we're not there yet in America, 
Multiple of our states do not operate out of this lockstep Gestapo type of submission to Washington. California does, but Texas is opening up, folks, and they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at Governor Abbott because he's opening up Texas. Now, he's not being irrational. He understands the science, but he also understands its implications politically, economically, and socially, and he's allowing people to exercise their own judgment on it. Oh, how appalling. You're supposed to simply submit to Big Pharma and Fauci and not think for yourselves. So if you read the Nuremberg trials that are being used as a threat to this uh, practice of almost coercive implementation of the vaccine, remember, uh, uh, voluntary consent is where we are right now, but it's going to be pushed. It's going to be pushed. We should be at informed consent. Uh, they are arguing. Here's what some of the doctors say. Because of the nature of the virus being so powerfully dangerous, you don't have a right not to take the vaccine because that makes you a danger to other people. So now you become a weapon that they have to basically shut down and neutralize because they said you are a weapon. Now, they haven't proven that you're a weapon. They've said you are a weapon. Now, see, this is where logic comes in again. Because the vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. People have already taken the vaccine and gotten COVID several times now. The vaccine does not keep you from emitting COVID. So now, watch this. Tell me how this logic works. You've got the vaccine that's supposed to boost your immune system so that you can fight off the symptoms, not fight off the virus. You get the virus, but you don't fight off the symptoms. You can emit it just like anybody else, me, anybody else. The person that doesn't take the vaccine can emit it. The person that does take the vaccine can emit it. But the person that takes the vaccine won't be treated like a criminal. It's the person that won't take the vaccine that will be treated like a criminal. Now, what's the problem here? It's not about the virus. It's about the vaccine. And it's about people cowering to the agenda to take the vaccine, that your life will be free or not if you comply or if you don't. It's not about the virus. This is not a pandemic. An epidemic, not a pandemic. The virus is here. You can find it everywhere. But we live with gazillions of viruses everywhere. And that's the fact. And here we go. Our world is changing. Our government is changing. Our policies are changing. Our infrastructure is changing. And it's changing at the expense of freedom and at the expense of information and at the expense of trust in the American people. I, you know, I hear some of the authorities saying, trust the government, trust the government, trust the government. Well, why won't the government trust the people? Why can't this be a reciprocating relationship. That's what Texas is doing. That's what Dakota is doing. That's what Florida is doing. All right. So if I can try to get that uh, program on March 13th, Until next time, keep your eyes on Christ.